It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Section 13 of Lightfoot the Deer. By Thornton W. Burgess. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jude Summers. Section 13. The Great Fight, An Unseen Watcher, Lightfoot Discovers Love, and Happy Days in the Green Forest. Chapter 37. The Great Fight. Down from the top of the ridge back of the pond of Paddy the Beaver plunged Lightfoot the Deer, his eyes blazing with rage. He had understood the screaming of Sammy Jay. He knew that somewhere down there was the big stranger he had been looking for. The big stranger had understood Sammy's screaming quite as well as Lightfoot. He knew that to run away now would be to prove himself a coward and forever disgrace himself in the eyes of Miss Daintyfoot for that was the name of the beautiful stranger he had been seeking. He must fight. There was no way out of it. He must fight. The hair on the back of his neck stood up with anger, just as did the hair on the neck of Lightfoot. His eyes also blazed. He bounded out into a little open place by the pond of Paddy the Beaver, and there he waited. Meanwhile, Sammy Jay was flying about in the greatest excitement, screaming at the top of his lungs, A fight! A fight! A fight! Blacky the Crow, over in another part of the green forest, heard him, and took up the cry, and at once hurried over to Paddy's pond. Everybody who was near enough hurried there. Bobby Coon and Uncle Billy Possum climbed trees from which they could see, and at the same time be safe. Billy Mink hurried to a safe place on the dam of Paddy the Beaver. Paddy himself climbed up on the roof of his house out in the pond. Peter Rabbit and Jumper the Hare, who happened to be not far away, hurried over where they could peep out from under some young hemlock trees. Buster Brown shuffled down the hill and watched from the other side of the pond. Reddy and Granny Fox were both there. For what seemed the longest time, but which was only for a minute, Lightfoot and the big stranger stood still, glaring at each other. Then, snorting with rage, they lowered their heads and plunged together. Their antlers clashed with a noise that rang through the green forest, and both fell to their knees. There they pushed and struggled. Then they separated and backed away to repeat the movement over again. It was a terrible fight. Everybody said so. If they had not known before, everybody knew now what those great antlers were for. Once 
the big stranger managed to reach Lightfoot's right shoulder with one of the sharp points of his antlers, and made a long tear in Lightfoot's gray coat. It only made Lightfoot fight harder. Sometimes they would rear up and strike with their sharp hooves. Back and forth they plunged, and the ground was torn up by their feet. Both were getting out of breath, and from time to time they had to stop for a moment's rest. Then they would come together again more fiercely than ever. Never had such a fight been seen in the green forest. Chapter 38 An Unseen Watcher As Lightfoot the deer and the big stranger from the great mountain fought in the little opening near the pond of Paddy the beaver, neither knew or cared who saw them. Each was filled fully with rage and determined to drive the other from the green forest. Each was fighting for the right to win the love of Miss Daintyfoot. Neither of them knew that Miss Daintyfoot herself was watching them, but she was. She had heard the clash of their great antlers as they had come together the first time, and she had known exactly what it meant. Timidly, she had stolen forward to a thicket where, safely hidden, she could watch that terrible fight. She knew that they were fighting for her. Of course, she knew it just as she had known how both had been hunting for her. What she didn't know for some time was which one she wanted to win that fight. Both Lightfoot and the stranger were handsome. Yes, indeed, they were very handsome. Lightfoot was just a little bit the bigger, and it seemed to her just a little bit the handsomer. She almost wanted him to win. Then, when she saw how bravely the big stranger was fighting, and how well he was holding his own, even though he was a little smaller than Lightfoot, she almost hoped he would win. That great fight lasted a long time. To pretty Miss Daintyfoot it seemed that it would never end. But after a while, Lightfoot's greater size and strength began to tell. Little by little, the big stranger was forced back towards the edge of the open place. Now he would be thrown to his knees when Lightfoot wasn't. As Lightfoot saw this, he seemed to gain new strength. At last, he caught the stranger in such a way that he threw him over. While the stranger struggled to get to his feet again, Lightfoot's sharp antlers made long tears in his gray coat. The stranger was beaten, and he knew it. The instant he succeeded in getting to his feet, he turned tail and plunged for the shelter of the green forest. With a snort of triumph, Lightfoot plunged after him. But now that he was beaten, fear took possession of the stranger. All desire to fight left him. His one thought was to get away, and fear gave him speed. Straight back towards the great mountain from which he had come, the stranger headed. Lightfoot followed only a short distance. He knew that that stranger was going for good and would not come back. Then Lightfoot turned back to the open place where they had fought. There he threw up his beautiful head, crowned by its great antlers, and whistled a challenge to all the great forest. As she looked at him, Miss Daintyfoot knew that she had wanted him to win. 
she knew that there simply couldn't be anybody else so handsome and strong and brave in all the great world. Chapter 39 Lightfoot Discovers Love Wonderfully handsome was Lightfoot the deer as he stood in the little opening by the pond of Paddy the beaver, his head thrown back proudly, as he received the congratulations of his neighbors of the green forest, who had seen him win the great fight with the big stranger who had come down from the great mountain. To beautiful Miss Daintyfoot, peeping out from the thicket where she had hidden to watch the great fight, Lightfoot was the most wonderful person in all the great world. She adored him, which means that she loved him just as much as it was possible for her to love. But Lightfoot didn't know this. In fact, he didn't know that Miss Daintyfoot was there. His one thought had been to drive out of the green forest the big stranger who had come down from the great mountain. He had been jealous of that big stranger, though he hadn't known that he was jealous. The real cause of his anger and desire to fight had been the fear that the big stranger would find Miss Daintyfoot and take her away. Of course, this was nothing but jealousy. Now that the great fight was over, and he knew that the big stranger was hurrying back to the great mountain, all Lightfoot's anger melted away. In its place was a great longing to find Miss Daintyfoot. His great eyes became once more soft and beautiful. In them was a look of wistfulness. Lightfoot walked down to the edge of the water and drank, for he was very, very thirsty. Then he turned, intending to take up once more his search for beautiful Miss Daintyfoot. When he turned, he faced the thicket in which Miss Daintyfoot was hiding. His keen eyes caught a little movement of the branches. A beautiful head was slowly thrust out, and Lightfoot gazed again into a pair of soft eyes which he was sure were the most beautiful eyes in all the great world. He wondered if she would disappear and run away, as she had the last time he saw her. He took a step or two forward. The beautiful head was withdrawn. Lightfoot's heart sank. Then he bounded forward into that thicket. He more than half expected to find no one there, but when he entered that thicket, he received the most wonderful surprise in all his life. There stood Miss Daintyfoot, timid, bashful, but with a look in her eyes which Lightfoot could not mistake. In that instant, Lightfoot understood the meaning of that longing which had kept him hunting for her, and of the rage which had filled him when he had discovered the presence of the big stranger from the great mountain. It was love. Lightfoot knew that he loved Miss Daintyfoot, and, looking into her soft, gentle eyes, he knew that Miss Daintyfoot loved him. Chapter 40 Happy Days in the Green Forest These were happy days in the green forest. At least they were happy for Lightfoot the deer. They were the happiest days he had ever known. You see, he had won beautiful, slender, young Miss Daintyfoot, and now she was no longer Miss Daintyfoot, but Mrs. Lightfoot. Lightfoot was sure that there was no one anywhere so beautiful as she, and Mrs. Lightfoot 
knew that there was no one so handsome and brave as he. Wherever Lightfoot went, Mrs. Lightfoot went. He showed her all his favorite hiding places. He led her to his favorite eating places. She did not tell him that she was already acquainted with every one of them, that she knew the green forest quite as well as he did. If he had stopped to think how day after day she had managed to keep out of his sight while he hunted for her, he would have realized that there was little he could show her which she did not already know. But he didn't stop to think, and proudly led her from place to place. And Mrs. Lightfoot wisely expressed delight with all she saw, quite as if it were all new. Of course, all the little people of the green forest hurried to pay their respects to Mrs. Lightfoot, and to tell Lightfoot how glad they felt for him. And they really did feel glad. You see, they all loved Lightfoot, and they knew that now he would be happier than ever, and that there would be no danger of his leaving the green forest because of loneliness. The green forest would not be the same at all without Lightfoot the deer. Lightfoot told Mrs. Lightfoot all about the terrible days of the hunting season, and how glad he was that she had not been in the green forest then. He told her how the hunters with terrible guns had given him no rest, and how he had had to swim the big river to get away from the hounds. "'I know,' replied Mrs. Lightfoot softly. "'I know all about it. You see, there were hunters on the great mountain. In fact, that is how I happened to come down to the green forest. They hunted me so up there that I did not dare stay, and I came down here thinking that there might be fewer hunters. I wouldn't have believed that I could ever be thankful to hunters for anything, but I am, truly I am. There was a puzzled look on Lightfoot's face. What for? he demanded. I can't imagine anybody being thankful to hunters for anything. Oh, you stupid, cried Mrs. Lightfoot. Don't you see that if I hadn't been driven down from the great mountain, I would never have found you? You mean I never would have found you, retorted Lightfoot. I guess I owe these hunters more than you do. I owe them the greatest happiness I have ever known. But I never would have thought of it myself. Isn't it queer how things which seem the very worst possible sometimes turn out to be the very best possible? Blacky the Crow is one of Lightfoot's friends, but sometimes even friends are envious. It is so with Blacky. He insists that he is quite as important in the green forest as is Lightfoot, and that his doings are quite as interesting. Therefore, just to please him, the next book is to be Blackie the Crow. End of section 13. End of Lightfoot the Deer by Thornton W. Burgess.